Well, thank you, Scott. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> I look back on all the years that I've known Scott and worked together as some of the funnest and most effective years in ministry. Um, and as for the redneck thing, uh, I grew up next, I grew up living close to Charleston, South Carolina. And if you know the area of country, uh, it's not redneck in any way, it's more classy. And so that's where you think of you're gone with the wind and that those types of characters. Scott, however, grew up in Pekin, Illinois. And if you've ever been there, you can tell me which of us is more redneck. Um, <clears throat> but we had a lot of good times. Our, our yards joined uh, each other and um, our kids could play in the yard or go to each of the houses. And we had a dog at the time that much preferred um, Sherry, Scott's wife, to any of the other people that were living nearby. But um really good times there. Well, um, I want to share a little bit from Psalm 119. That's kind of where I've been living um, the past many days. Um, I want to highlight three of the verses. Psalm 119, 143, and 144 says, trouble and distress <clears throat> have come upon me, but your commands give me delight. Your statutes are always righteous. They give me understanding that I may live. And so powerful verses. But then you go up to Psalm 119.24, and I believe it's a verse that really makes sense of the rest of the long psalm. But verse 24 says, your statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. And as I've been studying this, uh, the word statutes, um, the best description I have of it is testimony what I know of God, what is true about God, what the facts are about God. And as I've been studying this, <clears throat> it reminds me of a couple things. One, it reminds me how my posture has changed over the years. And if I look back on my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, and now that I'm starting my 50s, um, my posture has changed a bit because of what I know to be true about God. Um, <clears throat> my dad and mom, my dad's a pastor. My mom was a pastor for a while. And my grandparents also on my mom's side were pastors. And my grandfather always had this saying that he would say all the time, especially if someone was in a position of fear or uncertainty or confusion, he would say, <clears throat> um, well, if you knew what I know about my God, you would see this differently. Um, if you knew what I know about my God, you would see this differently. And this phrase would come up over my life, <clears throat> especially when I or my family or others were going through a season of concern or potential difficulty. And we were questioning um, if God would come through for us. Um, so, when it comes to letting what we know about God, when it comes to that becoming our counselor, there's a certain posture that we, that we receive that with, knowing that there's a very fine line between confidence and arrogance. Um, when we moved from <clears throat> the various churches where we've worked to the next, um, early on in ministry, there was always a bit of uncertainty. Uh, are we sure this is what God wants? And so we would pray through um, until we received an answer. But then even after we got an answer, <clears throat> oftentimes we would question, where will we live? And will my wife find a job? And how will all the details be worked out? 
so we carried this bit of dread and doom. One part of us was listening to the counselor of a God who calls and equips because we knew that voice. But there were other counselors that we were listening to that seemed to be just as loud. Well, as I said, as I grew up, my position on this has changed through each decade. So fast forward to when we had to move from our church plant in Bloomington, Illinois, <clears throat> here to Olathe. We had served the Lord long enough to know that when God calls, he equips. And we had enough practice in listening to the counsel of what we knew about God to place our trust in him. And so when we moved to Olathe from Bloomington, both my wife and I <clears throat> and our kids because of what we knew about God, we walked in a particular type of knowing. We knew that provision would come. Now, at that time, when we received the call to join Pastor Kevin Donahoe here at College Church, Kim's mom was struggling <clears throat> with um, Parkinson's. And she was towards the end stages that we knew, but we did not know what was going to happen <clears throat> when she was going to pass. She was so far along that the doctors had said she would not be able to survive a move. And so I was preparing to move here with one of our kids, and she was preparing to stay there because of being in flux with her mom. And I remember <clears throat> we never had to have a conversation with each other about what's going to happen, how is this going to work. But we each had a very strong understanding, a knowing that God was going to work this out. And it didn't require a lot of conversations. It didn't require a lot of planning even. We just knew it would be okay. And on the opportunities that I had to pray about it, it was as if the Holy Spirit would whisper in my ear, Todd, I'm working all this out. And so I moved here uh, not long after that, Kim's mom uh, passed and God showed mercy on her through the passing. And then we moved here not knowing how my youngest son would find a job or my daughter or my wife. Um, but I remember Kim came <clears throat> and uh, didn't worry about where we, we were going to live, what we were going to do. During that time, I stayed with Scott and Sherry, my son and I. But just at the right time, God, even though we had looked at 15, 16 houses, one fell in our lap. We made an offer before even seeing it. And before we knew it, we, we owned that house in an area where we weren't looking and uh, a house the, the type of which we weren't looking at. I guess what I'm saying is we did not question. In my 20s, I would have, absolutely. In my 30s, I probably would have arrogantly told God what to do. And in my 40s, there would have been a little bit more question. But at this point, what I know about God is becoming my counselor. Now, as you would expect, I don't always get it right, but I'm learning to place my confidence in the Lord and in his statutes. I was counseling with a young man yesterday, and he was raised in the church. And on one hand, we thank God for that. But on the other hand, whenever you're counseling someone who's been raised in the church, you say, oh, no, they know too much. And, uh, and I could tell by talking to him that he knew too much. The, the problem wasn't a lack of knowledge about God. The problem was he was listening to two different counselors. 
I do believe he had the council of God's statutes in one ear, but he had different counselors in the other ear. And as I listened to him, I, it occurred to me that there's nothing new I can say because he knows it. And I believe he knew it well. But what I finally did feel the Holy Spirit wanted me to say was, you simply have to decide what kind of man you're going to be because you are listening to two different counselors and they're both being very clear. So you need to decide where is your confidence going to be? Are you going to choose these uh, voices, which I think you already know are misleading? Or are you going to stand upon what you know about the Lord? Psalms 119.24 says, your statutes are my delight. They are my counselor. Um, and I, as I think about each of you this morning, um, and I'm really humbled to be here, I wonder if you could take a moment and ask yourself, which counselors are you listening to? Listening to? Which counselor is guiding you? And even if you're in the midst of some type of pending trouble or distress. Um, if that is looming, can the commands of God, can his statutes become a delight to you? Can his righteousness be bright and inform what you understand? And can the testimony that you have of God serve you in this moment as a wise counselor? Um, like Scott was saying, the church that we planted is still doing very well and they're on mission to God. They're taking more risks now than I ever was involved in with them. And I'm so proud of their pastor. I was talking to their pastor. Um, he was um, a child and a teenager at the church that Scott was the lead pastor. And I got to be his youth pastor for a bit and then his lead pastor. And they've had some interesting developments over the past weeks. It, it almost seems as if daily there's a new challenge or a new um, miracle. And he was um, asking me what I thought about some choices they had to make. I meet with him every Thursday. And uh, I could tell he was vacillating wildly and very quickly between all the voices. And I told him, I said, Zach, I, um, I saw God come through for you when you and uh, your wife first got married with each child when there were health concerns. I saw him come through for you through your education when your family was going through difficulty. Um, <clears throat> I saw God when he opened up a building for this church, when he called each launch team member, when um, he helped us financially, when we went through the pandemic, when you had to get out of one building, not knowing where the next building was come from. And then he put a building, he put a whole church in your lap. I said, what I really wish for you is that you would understand that you serve a God who comes through for Zach Alvis. When you stay faithful to him, your, your testimony proves that you have a God who comes through for you. It may be the last hour. <laughs> it may be when there are no more options. It may be when you have, you have um, no answers inside of yourself. But your history proves God comes through for you. And I think that's probably true today. As I look at all your wonderful faces and I think about your experience and your education and your love for God, 
I'm convinced that our combined testimony could be a wonderful counselor um, through whatever it is that we are facing or, or we will face. Um, and so with that, I just want to, I want to pray with you and uh, just ask God to continue to be an ever-present and very loud counselor. We know at this point in our life and ministry what is true about God. Um, dear Jesus, thank you so much for this team. Thank you for just an opportunity to speak. And dear Jesus, our combined history, our combined testimony really does prove that you are not only wise, but dependable. And so Jesus, I thank you for every storm you have led us through in the past that builds our confidence in you now. And I thank you for every victory that you have brought to pass. For all of these were gifts from your hands, not manipulated by us, but directed by you. And dear Jesus, right now, we lean upon these verses in Psalm 119. So Lord, when trouble and distress comes, would you allow your commands to continue to be a delight for us? When we are faced with your righteousness and choices of righteousness, would you allow that to be a bright light to our understanding? And dear Jesus, I pray that you would allow your statutes not only to be a delight, but they, they would continue to serve as our wise counselor, even in these troubled times. If other people knew what we knew about you, they would probably see things differently. But we see things through faith and with a strong knowing that you are our God. We love you and we thank you for this time. Amen.